Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Welcome to uh, Midweek. So glad that you guys are joining us today. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I got Shane here. Yes. We're going to talk about some stuff today. We're talking about lots of stuff. We're talking about lots of stuff today. Um, I'm going to keep my computer in front of me because I have a feeling we might be getting, yeah, we might be getting some people that are going to chime in on cool. some of this stuff. That'd be but great. First of all, thank you for engaging in uh, some of the questions and stuff that we put out in social media over the last 24 hours or so. And uh, they've been really, um, yeah, been really great to just hear from our own people. It's um, been an interesting three topics that we decided to pull together. Yeah. We just thought we'd hit the light stuff today. <laughs> just, just, you know, just some casual conversation. Oh, my. But, but we both agreed, even just sitting here, it, this is probably going to be a two-part Yes. Conversation together. Or three or four. Or three or four. We might be talking about this for the rest of the year. Scratch the surface. Yeah, there you go. But the idea is that uh, we're going to talk about some of it today, hopefully maybe 10 or so minutes on each one of these topics. Yeah, And then a part two, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to check my, I'm hoping I can do next week. So let's try. Yes. But if not, we'll we'll tell everybody when. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, So the three topics, if you haven't heard, the three topics that we're going to talk about today, right, is cancel culture. Cancel culture. And racial reconciliation. Yes. And end times. Yes. All things we've seen on social platforms, social media, conversations. So much. And all, uh, all through COVID, mm. all through uh, 2020, mm-hmm. um, so much controversy around these things. And, you know, for me, uh, Kim and I, we were sitting together. Give a little background. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Go for it. We were sitting together. And for me, it was like, these are the kind of issues I just love just to talk about because yeah. um, there's been such a concern on my part that these are topics that are causing people to walk more in the flesh. Mm. If I could use the you know, a very biblical term or a very churchy term, but walk more in their emotion, more in their flesh than they are really walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit and walking Mm. in love toward others. And uh, of course, there's other topics that have been big in 2020. But for sure. But these have been some big ones that have continued into this year. Yeah. I've even thought, talking about cancel culture, I've even thought it'd be cool to do a series sometime that we uh, call Canceling Cancel Culture. Yeah. And just talk about relationships and how we do relationships. Yes. why it's okay to disagree but still love and I don't know yeah maybe someday down the road yeah for sure yeah well so so it was funny we had lots of people respond um I was sharing some of them with um Shane a moment ago um and I'm just going to name a few um people that were responding specifically to the cancel culture that we live in yeah um and I thought some of these were really great honestly so just thanks guys for for chiming in on this um one just put it's not good (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes that's true Um, (laughs) that's true um it's not much. We uh, sorry. It's too much. We shouldn't be judgmental. Hmm. Um, one person they said they didn't know what cancel culture is, so we'll explain that in a moment. Yeah, you actually we should, did that. We um, that. Yeah, I. Um, someone said it's toxic. Hmm. Um, it doesn't demonstrate forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, love, and grace. Um, I loved. I loved this one. Jesus didn't cancel me, so who am I to cancel anyone? Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. So what's wow. what's cancel culture? Well, um, and again, other people may have other terms, right, but yeah. that's, that's the important question. As I've seen it, uh, cancel culture is when you are just going to dismiss somebody right. outright on the basis of they think something differently than you do. Right. They believe something differently than you do. Right. And so you're just going to turn them off. 
Yes. You're going to unfriend. We, in the day of social media, yeah. it's, it's why people are unfriend one another. Mm. It's why, it's one thing to say, I don't want to hear that because it's too much for me. Right. Uh, but no, you're literally unfriending them. You're right. saying, I'm no longer going to be your friend anymore. It's, uh, you know, I'm a nerd, so I follow Star Wars. <laughs> And so like on the show, The Mandalorian, which some of you may know, mm-hmm. um, yep. the actress who played one of the major characters, uh, mm. um, she was just fired because of views that she posted on social media. Right. And it, it's probably one of the most, and, and that's a type of cancel culture. It's probably one of the most, um, uh, you know, back in the 1950s, MacArthurian, MacArthurism, okay. Okay. When, when they were blackballing people in Hollywood for having oh, yes. certain the black points list of view. Of, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. blacklisted yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's like, gosh, even in Hollywood, we're seeing this now. But I'm more concerned, I'm not as concerned with Hollywood as I am Christians that right. are doing that right. to people. Right. Because God's called us to be different than that. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I, you, um, you, and I both agree that canceling somebody out, that doesn't help anything. No, no. Conversation is what needs to take place. Absolutely. Communication is what yeah. needs to take place. It's okay for you to disagree with someone, but to just say, no, because I disagree with you and because of what you said and I was offended by it, I don't even want to hear I'm from you I'm done with you. I don't want to hear. And, and honestly, you see that so much now. And we saw this in politics. I'm going to stop being your friend because we disagree. And it's like... If God's given us the ministry of being reconcilers mm-hmm. in two parts, we're reconcilers of people to God and we're reconcilers of people to people. Mm-hmm. And God says that's our ministry as believers. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. So if that's our ministry, then yeah, we have to cancel, cancel culture because uh, you don't bridge people to each other or bridge people to God by burning down the bridge. Mm. <laughs> you, yeah. You've got to create bridges. Yeah. And that means you do listen to people that maybe have a different point of view than you. It means yeah. that you do listen to people. I believe in truth. I believe mm. in objective truth. Mm. I don't think there's your truth and my truth. I don't think those things are equal. So in a sense, no, I, I do think I'm right about some things as it relates to theology and with mm. God because I try and interpret the scripture and, yeah. and know what it says in a healthy way. Right. But at the same time, if you disagree with me, that shouldn't shut off our relationship. Right. And I should listen to you respectfully and keep the bridge open, the bridge of right. dialogue. And right. I feel like it's a, I know I'm just talking a lot now, but I feel like, I feel like it's an insecurity within a person that they, hmm. they don't believe in their argument enough to be able to listen to somebody else's without feeling threatened by it. Hmm. And so they just want to sh- turn the volume off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, give yourself a little more credit than that. Yeah. Give your argument a little more credit than that. Then right. it, can, it can actually handle the scrutiny. Right. I want to say that especially to a Christian who believes in Jesus. Right. No, our faith can handle the weight. Right. It can handle the right. pressure. Well, and I think you know? I asked you before we started too, is this, this idea of like, there's a winner or a loser in, mm-hmm. in all like conversations, right? Mm-hmm. That in, when there's a disagreement that someone has to win and someone has to lose. Actually, you think about marriage and we bring this up a lot yes, when we talk, but totally. compromise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's what makes it work. Right. Yeah. It's what makes it work. Yes. We may differ on the way we go about things, mm-hmm. clean things, handle mm-hmm. things, organize things. Mm-hmm. But we will come to a conclusion that's a compromise. All right, you can do it your way. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And we're still going to love each other. And we're still going to love each other. But but also my question then is like, so the Christian, I can hear the Christian in my head going, yes, but the Bible says hot or cold, mm-hmm. right? But but you can't be lukewarm. Mm-hmm. You have to be this or that. Mm-hmm. 
How does that fit in cancel cancel culture? Well, you know, what's there's an old saying um, when it comes to interpreting scripture. Um, uh, a text, a scripture text without a context is just a pretext. And so whenever... <laughs> wait, wait, say that when we're done. Okay, so a, a, a text of scripture... Just words, right. With a text without a context without is just a pretext. Huh. And so like the hot or cold... Yes. That would be an example of the hot or cold is a reference to your personal love for the Lord, not about winning arguments or what truth mm. really is. And so I wouldn't apply that hmm. to the topic. I would say that we were talking earlier, it depends on what we're talking about. Right. If we're talking about objective truth, this is where we get into theology or philosophy or right. a lot of the, a lot of these kinds of, right. we get into science. Right. Um, when we're trying to determine objective truth. No, there really is a right and a wrong. There really is evidence. And then proof is where you think the evidence leads. Hmm. Nobody can actually prove anything, especially when it comes to conversations of theology or yes, origins, for sure. but it's what is the, what is, where does the evidence lead hmm. and what's, what, what's the soundness of your argument. Hmm. And so we should be able to, when it comes to these topics, have discussion, right. have differences in point of view, but no, we can still try and convince each other because that's how you get to truth. Right. If we don't have the ability to even argue in a healthy way, right. how do we even find truth? Right. And I'm not afraid of hearing somebody's different point of view because I'm right. not afraid of the truth. Right. And we t- this scripture, I'm sure, is coming in everybody's head that as iron sharpens iron. And, we, and what's always said when we say that is that when iron hits iron, there's yeah. sparks. There's, yes. there's a tension yes. that, that is created in yes. that, right? But now this cancel culture, now we're living in a world Guys, and watch out for this, I'd say. We're living in a world that, boy, you can't work here if you don't believe these things. Hmm. You can't worship here unless you believe these things. Hmm. We won't worship with you unless you, pastor, believe like I. It it is this Hmm. thing where unless I hear my voice speaking back at me, Hmm. that's very dangerous. The scripture Hmm. talks about be careful the days when people have itching ears that they only hear what they want to hear, you know? And so that's a dangerous thing where Hmm. it's like, no. Not even, you guys, there are so many theological issues that not mm. even all of our pastors agree on. Yeah. And they're open-handed issues. There are essential doctrines that we all need to agree on. We believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm. We believe that we are saved by grace through faith. We believe mm. in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There are things that the scripture's made clear, but I gotta tell you, there's lots of things that the scripture, it's open-handed. Yeah. So we're not closed-fisted about it. We don't right. get into fights about it. Right. We, di- we dialogue. Right. We discuss. How do you feel about, um, so I, um, I'll say what I feel about it first. I don't believe that social, social, so social media allows you to have um, a straight-up opinion. Mm-hmm. You can post it. And then everybody comments oh, on gosh. it. So I don't believe social media is the place to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah. We remove the human aspect hmm. when all we choose to do is read words. Yeah. We, don't, we don't catch all of the human parts of interaction, Mm-mm. voice and inflection and, you know, facial, you it's know. It's all left to interpretation. Right, exactly. Right. And yeah. so, you know, if you want to really get down to the nitty gritty with somebody meet with them. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I I completely agree with that. And that's why, and I would say, I think especially for the Christian, again, we're talking about, and we're doing this for our church because we're talking about what it means to live with a Christian ethic that is distinct from the world. So the Christian certainly should communicate in a kind, authentic, um, 
in in a way that is mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I agree. Social media isn't the place to do that because look, you have Christian authors that literally will spend time writing books against one another's point of view, not against one another. But I think of a book that uh, John Piper wrote because he disagreed with a scholar that I love very much. Uh, his name's N.T. Wright. But he wrote a book all about why he disagrees with N.T. Wright. So N.T. Wright wrote a book about oh, why he thinks. Now, on the one hand, they're not writing against each other. They have profound respect. Right. But even in the book, right. and I've read all their books toward one another's point of view. Right. I've read them, but I can still tell you, even with a full book, they haven't really... They haven't done the deep dive that even has to be done mm. because there's so much to it. Mm. So no, a social post does not yeah. give anyone yeah. the ability to. Yeah, and it might even be kind of questionable that that's the place that you want to put that information too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it means that you you kind of just want to make a statement. It's kind of like throwing a bomb yeah, and, and then put, running. Yes, yeah. And you're putting a stamp out there that'll never go away now. Right, and, yeah, right. So, so better to have it. We also talked about like it's important to say just, hey, we, we disagree on this yeah. and, and I still love you yeah. and that's okay. Well, and one of the things that if I could say, one of the reasons why this was such a passionate thing for me and I do think at some point it'd be cool to do some, some deep teaching on this is in the first century, there's the plethora of ideas, right? Mm. And so mm. you've got Greeks, you've got Jews, you've got uh, Romans, mm. and you've got all these different worldviews. You've got polytheism, uh, you've got monotheism, you've mm. got uh, ethnic diversity. Mm. When Jesus talks about loving people and he talks about how to be neighborly, mm. In the example that he gives, he says, who's your neighbor? He gives the story of the good Samaritan mm. who is ethnically different than you, yes. who is politically different than you, yes. who is religiously different than you. I mean, all of the hot buttons, all the people that you should mm. counsel, cancel, mm -hmm. if, 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 we're do, if, if, we're, if we're if we're bringing it back to the yeah, point we're bringing it back it, today, yeah. all the people that you'd think you cancel, he says, no, 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 that's your neighbor. That's the one that you spend extra time with, you put extra effort into, you mm. love, you take care of, you minister to when mm. they're down. Jesus examples this very idea. Mm. I mean, he's the one who told the story about the Good Samaritan. But then Jesus goes to the woman at the well in Samaria. Mm. And he talks to her. Which a man talks to a woman. Should not be happening. Completely. No, should not be happening. Right. Completely breaks the barrier of the gender bias. Right. Which is a huge example about the uh, e equal relationships between men and women and how Jesus began to set an example that was totally counterculture. Right. Then you get into the ethnic diversity. The Jews hated Samaritans. Samaritans, Jews. Mm. They believed completely different things. Mm. And yet Jesus spends time talking to her about her life, sharing mm. the gospel. It isn't that Jesus said, hey, there's your truth and there's my truth. Hmm. He still did share hmm. the gospel, but man, he loved hmm. and he was respectful. Hmm. And so anyway, I think these things, and then there's just the fruit of the spirit, you know, love and joy and peace, peace and patience and kindness, kindness and so gentleness. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to put a pin in that one. Okay. Put a pin in that one. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you actually went into, we, we were, we, we'll go into end times. Okay. Okay. Um, I had somebody early on ask me, you know, do we think we're in the end times? We, I, I, you guys might have had these conversations around your dinner table. We did. They've been, oh yeah. Um, yeah. During early on, especially, especially mm -hmm. when we were way more in the quarantine time. Yeah, it was the like, vaccine right now apparently this, has embedded the mark of the beast. And this, if you take well, the vaccine. Well, and I think we really need to get into that. Okay. Okay. I think we really need to get into <laughs> that's, that. That's fun. Um, that, this, oh, sorry. This, 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 <laughs> I mean, Maybe I not know the that right it's fun. Yes, yeah, probably not the right way to. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> don't cancel me. Did we say that yet? Please, no, don't, please cancel don't cancel us. us. 
Um, but I had made a statement that I, you, when we were talking about it as a family, I said, you know, I don't think this is the end times yeah. because the Bible talks about um, uh, God coming back as, as like a thief in the night. That uh-huh. it's this, you will not know the day and time. Mm-hmm. You, uh, um, if a thief is to arrive in the middle of the night and you know they're coming, mm-hmm. it, they're not going to rob you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you don't know they're coming... You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, you know, the whole world has shut down. I don't think yeah. this is all that, you yeah, know, totally. mysterious totally. at this point. This is totally. not him sneaking yeah. in. I don't think so. Yeah. It would be very obvious. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's right now. So that's a good point. Right. Kim. Right. I like well, we that. also talked about like, this is not the first pandemic and, you know. No. And that's a big thing for me is that um, North Americans that have this view that we're in end times because we've suffered a little bit or because yeah. churches, because of a health crisis, yeah. were asked to stop meeting in the way they were meeting yeah, or whatever, you name it. But we're being, it's like, guys, it, it's a very egotistical kind of, mm. well, because this is happening to us, mm. there have been people mm. that since the dawn of the church, first of all, I, th- I think every apostle mm. was either killed or exiled, murdered. Right. Uh, the church fathers many of them murdered (laughs) and, uh, you know, killed for their faith. Uh, Hmm. In the first many hundreds of years of Christianity, I've lived 40, 48 years, years. (laughs) you know, I have a very short life. For the first, you know, hundreds of years of Christianity, Hmm. they're being killed. Yeah. And and they still have been in the last 2,000 years in some countries of the world. 10 years ago, they were being killed. 20 years ago, they were being killed. Right. But suddenly, we're in the end times because I'm being asked, because of a global pandemic, to worship outside. Mm-hmm. I find that egotistical. Mm. And, and I find yeah. it uh, a lot of ego thinking this way. Mm. It's like, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. My goodness. Mm. What would I have thought if I was living through the Jewish Holocaust? Yeah. Um, when actually the world was being conquered. <laughs> Right. By an emperor. Yes. You know. And, and true war. Yeah. And, worldwide war. And God's worldwide and, and, wars and, happening. And, right. Oh, and God's people, right. Israel, Persecuted. Yes. are Killed. all being slaughtered. Right. And you're thinking, and by the way, that's not the only, uh, uh, you know, Holocaust or genocide or anything that's gone on in the world. Right. That's one of, that's a major one. Yeah. But my point is, is that guys... Um, Jesus said, are we living in the last days? Just a couple things. Hmm. Yes. These are the last days. People ask, are these the last days? I just want to say to you scripturally, yes. And is it right in saying pretty much any day past Jesus' past, death? Past the resurrection. Yeah, these are the last days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, Joel, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. It's a sign of the new covenant. Huh. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yeah. And and we are in those last days and yeah. have been. Yeah. Um, uh, is, is it true that um, we will be persecuted? Yes. yes. Jesus said we should be. Yes. So it's like when people say, well, I think these are the last days because Christians are being persecuted. It's like, hmm. yes, and hmm. we should be. That that doesn't mean that hmm. the rapture is coming. By the way, if you believe the rapture, which is a whole other topic. Ooh, the, we the, should get into that The one. rapture Not is right a now. theology. Didn't even exist till the 19th 
century. Mm. They got through the first 1800 years of Christianity before it was even a formulated theology. Huh. Dispensational theology and this huh. idea that it's going to happen that way. Really? Uh, you know, this is one of these open-handed issues that I got to tell you, do some Bible study mm. and you start studying eschatology and mm. apocalyptic literature from a Jewish mind and you start to realize maybe it's not all as cut and dry. I mean, you, if you were to ask me, what am I convinced of? I'm convinced of the second coming of Christ. Mm. And I'm convinced that God has it all under control. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, no his timing is perfect. And, and honestly, in the end, should we be worried about that? I mean, I'm We're supposed gonna, to I'm, be, like, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Just gonna, well, I'll make a personal yeah. statement that yeah. like, uh, I'm not worried because I know where I'm going. Uh-huh. I can sense the like clearly discomfort with the who knows I don't know how this will look. Yes. Um, those that I love or care about, I don't know where, where they will be or how this will unfold. Or yeah. there's a feeling of like fear when it comes to, and, and fear is a big, I don't know that I'd say fear, but there's that big question mark of like, I don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. And that's an uncomfortable. But I, yeah, truth I agree be with told, that. Yeah. I, I still trust, uh, look, I still trust that Jesus is in control. I still trust that God's timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. I will say in, in, reaction to a lot of people that say, you know, we're being persecuted and we're having to worship outside. I think it's actually a really beautiful thing to see our people not confined inside of a room, mm. but out worshiping in public where people can see it. Mm. I think that's a really beautiful thing. That has certainly been one of the advantages. Yeah, it has been beautiful. I agree with that. And, and so, I mean, like how many times we've had some worship moments. We have every Sunday that we're out here. Yeah. Um, we've got an apartment complex right, you know, like literally right I, next door to us. I, we're an open campus. You can drive by and see all these people. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Have you had Will, uh, uh, gosh, Will, he's, his last name escaped on our staff. Uh, oh, Russell. Russell. Has he been on? He has not. I would love to have him on. He works. I only say that he, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quick spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> His own testimony, he'll tell you, he came to Christ first by sitting on the cement wall and watching our church people worship and hmm. leave church. And, hmm. and he did that for a while before he donned the doors of our church. And wow. so I just think, man, we're outside worshiping. Who knows what people are watching and seeing that's going to yeah. bear fruit down the road. Well, it's, uh, more things are caught than taught, yeah. right? So yeah, like, yeah, they're totally. catching yes. a little bit of this. They're, yeah. they're seeing it yeah. happen yeah, in yeah, real totally. time as opposed to just walking in some double doors and people not being able to hear or see anything else yeah. beyond that. But but the thing hits me like when we talk about end times and we talk about persecution. Okay, so let's say we are being persecuted or let's say that day's coming. Mm. Are we afraid of torture? Sure. Are we afraid of death? Sure. Are we afraid of the death of our loved ones? Sure. All of these things, our own death. But Jesus said we're supposed to actually expect that. Jesus yeah. said we actually are supposed to as Christians expect that to be part of the gig. Mm. The fact that it hasn't happened to us hmm. in, in, in a long time in this country is something. Yeah. But um, Jesus actually said, this is, uh, I, I put this in my notes somewhere that I had sent to you, but um, 2 Timothy chapter three, where Paul is writing to Timothy yeah. and he says, yeah. one of the reasons you know I'm authentic, Timothy, he says, you, however, know mm. all about my teaching, my way of life. And he says, my persecutions, Timothy, you know about my sufferings. He's saying, you know I'm the real deal. We just mm. got done doing a series called yeah. The Real Deal. Yeah. You know I'm the real deal actually because I've been persecuted. Hmm. So hmm. It's, it's just, uh, we get the wrong idea that persecution isn't supposed to happen and hmm. I think that's where we get off. Hmm. No, 
on some level, there should be, if, if we're living right, there should be some level of persecution happening now. Right. Like going back to cancel culture. Right. I shouldn't cancel anybody as a Christian. Right. That's a great point. But they, sh- they probably will cancel me and I'm going to do my best to live in harmony, but I realize I'm going to be persecuted. I just right. know I'm not canceling anybody. Right, right. <laughs> you're not defriending or yes. you're not, yeah. 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 Well, and even as you were talking about suffering, you know, I think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Even he was, there was even a concern about a death that he knew was coming. Oh, totally. The right? cup. Right? So yeah. it's understandable that, yes, when we think of end times, yeah, there's some things that make us a little, yeah, they make us a little worried, mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable. We mm-hmm. see even Jesus himself going, you know, if this cup can be taken from me. Yes. But if not, yes, for sure. Yes, I will, yes. I will drink of this cup. Yeah. I will do this thing. Yeah, totally. And so that's the, he gives us the perfect example of how to go about. Yeah. Totally, totally. You're right. And, and you know, something else that just hit me, it just popped in my head um, when we were talking a minute ago about mm. um, being persecuted and the whole Mark of the Beast thing. Oh, yeah. Guys, I, I just want to, well, I just yes. want to say this, and I hope it's okay to say it say like it. this. Say uh, it. We'll see. I don't want it to sound condescending. <laughs> don't but cancel people us. Are, yeah, don't cancel <laughs> us. But people are talking about, well, gosh, if I get the vaccine, mm-hmm. what if they sneak in the Mark of the Beast? And mm-hmm. I'm just going to say to you, it's theologically incorrect to think that you can accidentally get the Mark of the Beast. Yeah. You can't. Nobody's going to give it to you without you knowing. Mm. And by the way, even the mark of the beast is a totally subjective theology. Mm. You have to have a very specific mm. dispensational eschatology, meaning a study of end times mm. and a certain interpretation of scripture to even believe that, that a mark is happening that way. Mm. I was, we were talking earlier that the mark... 666 mm-hmm. is actually the the numeric value of the official uh, title of Nero, who in the 60s Which was killing yeah. the Christians. Yeah. And it makes sense that in the apocalyptic literature, it was the mark that identified the Antichrist. Well, the greatest Antichrist at that time that was living was the one who was killing all the Christians, right. and that was Nero. And then a few decades later, you study church history, Domitian comes up, and he's killing Christians. And a lot of the fathers and a lot of uh, Christians yeah. at that time believed, well, Nero's raised from the dead. But the point is, Paul said there are many Antichrists mm. and many Antichrists Antichrists have come. Now, I will admit, right. I will admit that John's literature, his Jewish apocalyptic literature, does make it seem as though there's going to come a day where there's going to be a Nero type person. Mm. But I'm telling you, it's not going to, it's, it's not that you're going to secretly have allegiance to him, but mm. you never knew it. Right. Or it got snuck into you through right, a right, vaccine. Right, right. Uh, that's all I I'm love trying that to get. you said this because I, I never thought about it that way. I, I did think that. I don't know. Can you accidentally? You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But I love that you were like, no. I mean, it's a decision you would make openly. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm just questioning this idea that of again we have in North mm-hmm. America that it's interpreted this way, this way, this way. No, no, no. These are very. Hmm. These are take time and are worth study. Uh, by the way, uh, one of the scholars I'd encourage everybody to listen to because he, he uh, not that I agree with everything he's ever done, but at least he tries to interpret from a first century, again, mm. text needs a context. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it may just be a pretext. And he tries to interpret from a first century Jewish historical critical mind is a guy by the name of N.T. Wright or Tom Wright. He has written so many books and so many of them 
even I can understand. And I'm a mm. high school dropout. So I'm just saying <laughs> um, that's a great guy to listen to. Well, and I to. almost wonder, you know, even if you're, as you're saying this, I'm trying to remember the name of the books, but those books that were really popular, Tim LaHaye and, and that came out. Yeah, I, I read, the, the whole Left Behind thing. Left Behind, that yeah, was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, a lot of that. Again, that was... That was a very specific way of interpreting that. Correct. Um, and, and, you know, you can believe that if you want, but that's not scripture. And I'm just right. saying those are open-handed kinds of things. Right, that, right, right, anyway. right, right. Well, we'll move on. Yes, moving on. Okay. Racial reconciliation. And and this is one of those ones that I feel like, you know, yes, this was a, it took a front seat, mm. but it is not something that just happened this no. year. This is, this is no. a long suffering, yes. long time, long pain of our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that we need to be aware of. And I, I'll be the, one of the first ones to say, <laughs> like, I, I, I know in seeing and hearing people, you know, like we, a lot of you guys responded when we asked, you know, what's you know, best to listen, mm-hmm. you know, is it best to have action and, or you just don't know. And I'll be honest with you, there's part of me that just doesn't completely know. And I just, what I mean by that is like, I have brothers and sisters of all colors, mm-hmm. shapes, sizes, ages, mm-hmm. doesn't even matter. So I, I guess I have a hard time going, well, what is a, a healthy, actionable step on my mm-hmm. part? I, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I want to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling I know when I read scripture and I sit and listen to scripture and I let that marinate, um, that that ends up coming out in my own life. So I would assume that if I do that with people that I love and know an action will come forth at some point in time that is obvious or clear Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely has left me feeling a little like, man, I personally don't want this time of extreme pain to go without any kind of yeah. movement forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You know, uh, the folks that are co-leaders of the Be the Bridge. Yes. Um, Babs and Emma Elori. Yes. Um, they, it was right after George Floyd, mm. uh, we spoke on the phone. And gosh, I hope they don't mind me saying this. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll be s- semi-careful. Um, but we talked and mm. they were sharing with me cause I'm their friend, how, man, they would have loved to have had a, had a conversation with me probably mm. a little sooner than we did. Yeah. And I felt pretty bad about that. Yeah. But one of the things that, and I didn't feel bad about it in terms of this kind of, I'm not trying to say, cause I, I'm not into a lot of what's out there in terms of critical theory and, mm. uh, I'll be honest, white guilt. I don't like the book white fragility that was mm. put out there. That's very famous. I guess that being said, um, again, don't cancel me, but but I just don't happen to like that. But she made a point that is right on the money and very biblical. She says, man, when part, one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. Mm-hmm. And that uh, mm. it, in the church, we need to weep together and lament with mm-hmm. one another. And that's why I love our Be the Bridge ministry is mm-hmm. because it, it allows the conversation and the friendships to be developed where we can do that. Mm. I, I told them on the phone, I said, you know, you're right. And yeah. I love you guys. And so we talked. I did say that, I did say it's a beautiful metaphor and it's true. The difference is, is I don't have a nerve center from you to me that tells me that you're in pain like the physical body does. But gosh, I hope that we're friends enough that I could see that and reach out. So the bottom line is, I think when things happen listening, I think if you even suspect that your friend's hurting, if because they have a different ethnic background than you, mm. one way or the other, whether you're white, brown, mm black, uh, whatever it is that you are, um, that whatever your ethnic background is, that you're just saying, if I even have a hint that, man, you might Mm. be in pain, 
Yeah. And that's the same ethnic groups, different yes. ethnic groups. Yes. It, yeah. It just doesn't, it, gender, yeah. I mean, you yeah. name it, you know. Well, hopefully we've made enough um, close friendships that we've allowed for that to be, like you said, what you're asking yes. in those moments is that like, share, share with me, help me to, I mean, hopefully we'll, we're prayerfully, prayerfully going throughout our days. God does reveal to us, I, it, man, I'll be just doing work and that someone will come to mind and I'll think, I just really need to pray for this person right now. Totally, yes. And I will do that. And and oftentimes I'll also do a text that just says, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you right now. Yeah. I don't always know why. Mm-hmm. I just know you're on my mind. And I, mm-hmm. so this kind of falls in line with that same theory and that mm-hmm. same like, you know, hey, if someone comes to your mind, communicate with them mm-hmm. that, that you're praying for them, that you're thinking about them, because mm-hmm. there might be that might be the open door Absolutely. to more conversation about whatever it is that could be going on in those moments in yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And and just and just whenever you see things happening that are demonstrating a mm. bias or a partiality, mm. or you know, the scripture that came to my mm. mind was um, this is one that Babs and Em and I have talked about a lot. Which, by the way, Be the Bridge, got to go. We got to have them on here. We, we, we're going to do that. Be the Bridge is actually this Friday. Oh, amazing. This Friday. This okay. Friday. We'll, we'll put a link um, after this is done. We'll put a link um, so that you guys can, you have to have a Zoom link yeah. to, to be a part of the call and stuff. But that's a great place, like you it's said. It's just healthy as a church to be having these conversations yes. and talking about ways we can be reconcilers yes. in all things. Yes. But, but, you know, I always think of Galatians 2 mm. where uh, Paul is describing his history with Peter. And he's Peter, who, you know, was one of the founders of the church. He was an apostle before Paul came on scene. Hmm. And you can imagine the respect level that Paul might have had for Peter in his position. He hmm. was one of the original disciples, one of the inner three. Hmm. But it says when uh, Paul and Peter are in Antioch, Paul says, I opposed Peter to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. Hmm. Before certain men came from James, James, the brother of Jesus. Right. Um, he used to eat with the Gentiles, but when they arrived, he mm. began to draw back, separate himself from the Gentiles. Now, the Gentiles are of a different ethnic background. Right. They're of a different religious background. They're all Christian now, right. but they have this different background. Right. So he's saying, he began to, Peter began to separate himself mm. and draw back from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. We talked about well, this we in church, about Sunday, the circumcision yeah. party. Mm-hmm. Well, they were a part of that group, these devout Jewish people that thought, no, you still have, better keep the law, uh, but, you know, Jesus is good too, right. and then you'll be accepted by God. Well, there's, there's all this confusion, and he sees Peter starting to move away from the Gentiles mm. and stay with the Jews. And he says, he says, when I saw that they, Peter, James, all these major players right. in the church, he says, I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel. I said to Peter in front of them all, you were a Jew, yet you lived like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you forced Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? Now, the issue here is a religious one. It's an mm. issue about, it's not by the observance of the Jewish law that you're saved. But what I find fascinating is that when Peter starts to separate himself from people of a different background than him, he uses this line, you're not operating in accordance with the truth of the gospel. Mm. It was a theological issue, there's no doubt. But the point is, we shouldn't be dividing ourselves from people like that. Mm. You know, no matter what, again, this cancel thing. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. We shouldn't be doing that. So it's like, I always think of, is what I'm doing in harmony with the gospel? Mm. Am I living a gospel life? Mm. 
you know? Right. We're going to do a series, by the way, in the summer called Gospel Life. Well, right. if that's what we end up calling it. But yeah. it's going to be... Well, a, <laughs> titled To Be Determined. To Be Determined. <laughs> but it's going to be a gospel-centered life and how yeah. we live that. But I've, I've heard this statement recently, and I forget where I heard it from, but I've heard that for far too long we've chosen to speak truth without love hmm. or love without truth. Hmm. That's awesome. Right? That's awesome. So for far so 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 we we have to agree that both are important. Yes. And both belong together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you can't have one without the other. You can't. You can't. You're right. And and that and that Jesus he came full of both when it says uh uh in John the first chapter I think if I'm remembering correctly he says and he came and he was full of both grace and truth or love and truth, that, that he's the imperfect embodiment mm. of both. Mm-hmm. And so should we be to everybody. Yeah. And, and, but again, I think where we go wrong, I agree with you, when you're polar, in other words, for, for quote unquote love's sake, I'm unwilling to do truth or say what I really think. Because mm. that's not very loving. Mm. You know, again, it, mm. that's not necessarily a very loving thing to do. If you mm-hmm. really do have an answer to a problem, you mm-hmm. should deliver it. Right. We, we happen to believe we have an answer. But with love. But with love. Yes. And not, and you're not canceling somebody because they disagree. Right. right. Or right. that, yes. Well, and we talked about this too, you know, when, again, there was many years in early on in our, my husband and I marriage, um, where we would disagree or where I, there was a problem and it wasn't mm. getting, we weren't talking about it. Mm. And so it would be like, you know, uh, to set the house, I feel like I have to set the house on fire in order to get your attention in some of the statements that I make. But in mm. the end, the point was that speaking truth and love to each other hmm. was the way forward. Hmm. So even though we didn't always agree on everything and even when we spoke truth, it might've been the way that I believed things to be. It might've been the way he believed things to be, but we still loved each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we hear that term often, you know, you love the um, sinner, not the sin, or you agree, you know, like it's so it, in the end, we see Jesus love people. Mm-hmm. Even even outside of the law that was already totally created, we see him climb up on a cross even when he was right. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and he and, chooses and, to and be really wrong. Really, at any point in time, he could have said he was right. He could have made all of it stop. Yeah, but that wasn't the point of him coming as a child and coming to live a life that was perfect, a pure, mm-hmm. you know, lamb of God. That's a very important statement. In- well, it, yes. And then we were talking about earlier how people say, yeah, but that was Jesus and he did that for our sin. And I always want to retort, yeah, but there exists a little book called Philippians where it says, and you must have the same attitude as Christ. And then it cites what he did and says, you need yes, to do the same this thing. This is the example. This is the example. <laughs> so it's like, well, gosh, okay. We're his image bearer. I'm going to end on this. And I brought this up to you last week, I think it was. And yeah. I said, you know, that I'd read recently that um, Simon of Cyrene, mm. Um, mm. who carried Jesus's cross for a time mm-hmm. during his walk mm-hmm. to Golgotha, mm-hmm. uh, is said to have believed, at least by large evidence, mm-hmm. that he was black, yep. that he was African-American, yep. most likely, yep. Yep. because Cyrene is uh, Libya, I guess. Yeah, that's it? a yeah. good, there is, there, there's sure. a very yeah. good chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we had said like, Man, that means that, you know, man, if there's any other person on this earth that has felt the full weight of the physical wooden cross, mm-hmm. it's this man. Yeah. And that speaks pretty... That's crazy. That's a pretty big yeah. statement, I yeah. think, that, that happened in the midst of all yeah. that we see in the story of Christ's yeah. death on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. something. We're going to continue this conversation. We're, yes, we're we gonna, will. We're going to reach out to yes, Babs and will. Emma, too, and see yes. if we can get them on yes, and talk more. Will. 
clearly, in the end, I think we both agree, the way forward in, 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 in each of these, and we've said it already, is conversation. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk it out. Mm-hmm. If you have to end the conversation with, we agree to disagree on this, but I still love you. Great. That's it. Uh, you know, That's a can good I place. Say, can I just say one more thing on yeah. that? Mm-hmm. If, if, if a person, if you have a position, if I have a position, mm-hmm. if any of us have a position that we feel so strongly about, that's great. But show me the fruit it's bringing out of your life and then I'll judge the value of your position. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, man, I feel so strongly. I believe it. This is true. Well, okay. But I'm going to measure how true it is by the fruit that comes out of your life. Jesus said, by your fruit, you will know them. Mm. That's what he said. Yeah. We didn't even get into the whole QAnon thing. Oh, we didn't. But one of the problems of that is, is that, yeah. is that you know, all, what's the fruit coming out of all of these words mm. of truth that are, you know, you, mm. you, Jesus said, you've got to judge something by its fruit. So you believe something that's great. What kind of fruit Mm. Again, what's fruit? Love and Love, joy and joy. peace yes. and patience mm-hmm. and kindness and goodness. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. So this is part one. <laughs> yeah, part one. Okay. <laughs> We're going to keep the conversation going and we encourage you guys to do the same thing. Again, we don't believe social media and all of that are the places to have all of these. It, it is the place to start the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, because it can reach a lot of people. Yep. Um, but it's not the place that we solve Mm-mm. the conversations. Yeah. Um, that happens person to person because we're better together and we know that yeah. Uh, Jesus, yeah, that's what he did. Face-to-face ministry. Yep. Yep. All right. We're glad that you guys joined us today. Um, yeah. We'll see you guys back next week. And of course, we'll see you on Sunday as we are in week two of Remedy. Remedy. Yep. And we're going to be talking about guilt. Guilt this weekend. Yes. Yeah. The cross um, is the answer to the guilt. The cross is the answer to guilt yep. and forgiveness. And uh, we will drop in links to Be the Bridge. That's happening on Friday. Yes. And we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno.